The Chicago White Sox had an off day on Monday and will begin a two-game series against the Rockies in Colorado starting Tuesday night. Uh, This past Sunday, we saw White Sox legend Minnie Minoso finally enshrined into the Baseball Hall of Fame. It was long overdue, but the Cuban Comet finally has a plaque in Cooperstown. Uh, The White Sox start now an important stretch of 19 games. Uh, This time, can the White Sox do better than 10 and 9? You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The importance of beating the bad teams and competing against the good teams Uh, Well, at this point, uh, for the Chicago White Sox, you just need to win no matter what. Uh, Can Michael Kopech start off his second half on a good note? Uh, But first, Sox fans everywhere uh, rejoicing as Minnie Minoso was inducted into baseball immortality. Uh, White Sox, of course, had the day off on Monday, starting that two-game series with the Rockies uh, in Colorado Tuesday night. Uh, It is all about... Uh, Mini Minoso here for the first few segments of this episode. Uh, Mini Minoso enshrined into the Hall of Fame this past Sunday, far overdue, but it finally happened in what would be his last interview. Minoso told ESPN, don't tell me that maybe I'll get in after I pass away. I don't want it to happen after I pass. I want it while I'm here because I want to enjoy it. Unfortunately, Minnie Minoso did pass away March 1st, 2015. Minoso was part of the 2022 class inducted Sunday in Cooperstown, New York. He was elected through the Golden Days Era Committee and shared the spotlight on this day with Gil Hodges, Jim Cott, and Tony Oliva from that same committee as well as Bud Fowler and Buck O'Neill from the early baseball era committee. Uh, Some facts for you on Minnie Minoso. Uh, 1951 Rookie of the Year, uh, played for the White Sox from 1951 to 1957, uh, then 1960 to 1961, uh, 1964, 1976, and 1980. Uh, saw action in those years. Uh, batted 300 or higher 10 times in his career. Uh, Minnie Minoso became the first black Cuban to play for the White Sox and homered on the first pitch in his first career at bat on May 1st, 1951. 
White Sox retired his number nine on May 8th, 1983. Uh, they unveiled the Minoso statue in 2004. And of course, Minnie Minoso nicknamed the Cuban Comet. Uh, this is from directly from Minnie Minoso's Hall of Fame uh, plaque. Electrifying left fielder from Cuba, blazed path for generations of Latino ballplayers to follow as the first dark-skinned Latin American to play in AL or NL, lifted Negro National League's New York Cubans to 1947 championship before setting American League ablaze with his base running and clutch hitting for go-go White Sox of 19. 50s led al and stolen bases three times and triples three times from 1951 to 1961 while earning nine all-star game selections and three gold glove awards returned to white Sox to extend big league career into five different decades across 20 major league seasons hit 299 with 195 home runs, 216 steals, and 387 on-base percentage. Minnie Minoso uh, was definitely uh, before my time, um, but you know I heard the stories, as I'm sure you did, especially some of the younger White Sox fans, and consumed as much as possible that was written on Minnie Minoso. You know, when you walk into the ballpark, especially – as a young fan and this day and age with all the different murals, not only on the 100 level, but on the 500 level. And then if you go to the club level, the 300 level, there are tons of different posters and um, you know, murals and artifacts, and you've got the retired numbers. And when you were, you're, when you're a young fan, you start asking questions and, and you know, what's that number and who's that player. And, uh, I remember just as a as a young fan, just wondering, you know, well, all these numbers, what 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 significance do they have? And you know, being taught that by you know my parents and grandparents and you know other Sox fans, and and you learn about these legends within the organization, and that was definitely uh, Minnie Minoso. Uh, Minnie's impact uh, still felt throughout the ballpark for sure. If you've never been uh, to the ballpark. And I know that there are some Sox fans that are from all over the country, all over the world that have become a Sox fan, but, you know, have never actually come to the ballpark in the south side of Chicago to see the Sox play. Uh, if you haven't been to the ballpark in many, many years, you got it. When you enter, you got to go and check out the championship plaza, uh, obviously dedicated to the 2005 uh, team. Uh, but they've got... Um, They've got plaques kind of surrounding or cornering the championship plaza uh, with all of the retired numbers. And they, they've updated Minnie Minoso's plaque to include his Hall of Fame induction. And all of the, the stats are on that as well. Big number nine there for you. And then, of course, you got to check out the statue on the concourse uh, near section uh, 160 out kind of in the center field area. Uh, check that out next time you get to the ballpark. Uh, or again, if you've never made it to the ballpark, those are definitely a couple things uh, to check out, as well as some of the other greats uh, that are remembered all throughout uh, Sox Park. Minosa's impact continues, of course, to be felt. I'm going to tell you what the players had to say about the White Sox legend. More on that in a moment.
At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments, from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Blue Nile has simple online tools that will let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Uh, Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. So Minnie Minoso, of course, influenced so many Major League Baseball players. Uh, Jose Abreu and Alexi Ramirez spoke about Minoso's impact. Uh, this is what Jose Abreu has had to say, and he has said so much over his time with the White Sox and regarding Minnie Minoso. Uh, this is Abreu. Uh, personally, I think it's something wonderful. Someone like him gets this recognition because he did a lot for us and for the country and for this organization. It's just the right thing to do. It means a lot because all of that, but especially for the kind of human being he was. It's something I'm really proud of for me as a Cuban, for our whole country. It's a big, big accomplishment. When he got to this clubhouse and walked through the clubhouse, you, you could see how everybody felt, Abreu said. The admiration for him, Paul Canerco, Adam Dunn, Harold Baines, everybody was just giving the respect to him. Even White Sox chairman Jerry Reinsdorf, just see the relationship they had. That's something that just a guy like him can do. He was a god. For us, he was a god, continued Abreu. The name of Minnie in Cuba is something really, really big. For me personally, I'm just blessed. I had the chance to meet him and to spend time with him because he's an incredible human being, just a god. And this was Alexi Ramirez. He used to tell us a lot of things, but what he always said was enjoy baseball, enjoy the game, just enjoy it. I'm very happy for him to get this honor, Ramirez said. I would have preferred this would have happened when he was still alive. It would have been way better, but it didn't happen. I know that right now. He's probably happy just seeing this. Uh, of course, Alexi Ramirez wore Minoso's number nine jersey uh, with Minnie Minoso's name on the back as a tribute for the 2015 home opener after Minoso died on March 1st of that year. Uh, Ramirez came up with the idea and had the permission of the White Sox uh, chairman, Jerry Reinsdorf, general manager, Rick Hahn, and the Minoso family. Lots of articles this weekend. I found one very interesting in the, uh, the Chicago Tribune Sunday's edition. Uh, Paul Sullivan wrote the article. 
there was a an interesting blurb about Reinsdorf trying to let Minoso, uh, trying to get him in a an at bat in 1990 during the final days of Old Comiskey Park. Can you imagine that? So uh, this is what Paul Sullivan had to say uh, in 1990. Uh, when Reinsdorf was willing to give Minoso an at-bat during the final days, which would have made it six decades instead of five decades. Uh, I promised him this years ago, Reinsdorf told Tribune baseball writer Jerome Holtzman before the 1990 season. Uh, We have to be sure this isn't a farce. I haven't thought the whole thing through, but we don't want him to embarrass himself or baseball. Uh, By summer, the Sox, of course, were in a heated race with the Oakland A's in the American League West. The idea of giving a 67-year-old Minoso an at-bat down the stretch was debated, and Minoso was told he might have to pass a medical exam. That medical talk is bull, Minoso said. I can play. I feel every day is my birthday. Each day I feel I'm reborn. I'd be honored to play. But Commissioner Faye Vincent put a halt to the plan, citing the best interests of the game. Flash forward to 1993, and this is what Sullivan said about that year in regards to getting potentially another at-bat. The owners eventually fired Vincent, and in September 1993, the Sox again announced a 70-year-old Minoso would play an inning and lead off against the Seattle Mariners. But the Sox were on their way to the playoffs, and ace Jack McDowell led a player's revolt, which forced general manager Ron Schuler to cancel the plan, citing several players who have voiced their displeasure. The team has other things to focus on that are far more important, Schuler said. After talking with many, we have decided that he will not play. Uh, Here is Jose Abreu uh, one more time. Uh, He was just an incredible man. That's what drives me every day, Abreu said. When I'm here, I try to pay my tributes to him. I try to carry my heritage and take the baton he kind of gave me with honor and respect and try to honor him and his name and try to help everybody here, especially the Latino and Cuban guys. Uh, Those stories that Paul Sullivan referenced in the Tribune. Those were definitely new to me in regards to many. I did not realize they were trying to get him in at bat in 1990 and then 1993. Uh, So happy, as I know all Sox fans are, so happy for uh, Minoso's family, his legacy. Uh, It was long, long overdue, but Minnie Minoso is finally in the Hall of Fame. Tuesday begins another important stretch uh, of games that cannot be taken lightly. Uh, I'm going to tell you why the White Sox will finally string some wins together. Uh, More on that in a moment. Welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards and find great deals and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. Easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Uh, Check the latest values of your favorite cards with the 7-day or 30-day charts. 
Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay deals feature. Plus, it's completely free. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, uh, the free Sports Card Investor app has something uh, for you. With the free Sports Card Investor app, you can pull out those old cards of your favorite childhood players and see how much they are worth today. I did that recently uh, with a Frank Thomas 1990 score, uh, old Bobby Thigpen card, and some Jack McDowell cards. Uh, check out those old bins of, of cards in your basement or crawl space. Uh, download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple app stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. All right, the White Sox are in Colorado Tuesday night. Sox, of course, 48 and 48. Uh, the Rockies, 43 and 53. Uh, it is a quick two-game uh, series. Uh, Tuesday, a 740 game. Michael Kopech is on the hill for the White Sox. Kopech so far in 2022, 17 starts, 83 innings, 74 strikeouts in those 83 innings, and Kopech's ERA sits at 3.36. The last two starts that Kopech had uh, before the All-Star break, they were were pretty similar, roughly five innings per start, and uh, he gave up around two runs per start. So we need to see what Kopech has in the tank. Um, you know, he's going to get, I think, a little bit of rest from the White Sox down the stretch here. You know, again, the Rockies, they're, they're a beatable team. Michael Kopech has never seen the Colorado Rockies. He has never pitched against them. Uh, it's a tough ballpark to pitch in, so we'll see what he has. Uh, with the White Sox splitting with Cleveland this past weekend, the Sox ended their 19-game stretch of divisional games at 10 and nine. Uh, that, that is not ideal. Uh, they didn't really make up any ground on Minnesota. Uh, the Sox have yet to go on an extended winning stretch uh, this season, you know, and they have a new opportunity here uh, beginning on Tuesday night. During the next 19 games, the White Sox will play Colorado, Oakland, Texas, Kansas City, and Detroit. Uh, This is the type of stretch that folks pointed to and used as an example for why the White Sox have one of the easiest schedules in the second half. Uh, Colorado, Oakland, Texas, Kansas City, and Detroit all under uh, 500. So if the White Sox are going to go on a run, this is the time to do it. You know, not a 10 and 9 record. The Sox need something like 15 and 4. I know that's crazy. Uh, Is that realistic? Uh, If you're thinking about how the Sox are playing right now, no, it's not realistic. Uh, But that's kind of what needs to happen uh, with this team. Um, You know, they they have to not only just take it day at a time, but they have to see what's happening ahead of them. And and they've got to dominate. You know, uh, used to talk about, use the phrase, you know, stomp on throats. You know, I know it doesn't have a good image, but it's taking in, in inferior teams and just beating them, coming into a ballpark and saying, you know, okay, the Sox are 500 on paper, right? They've got the potential. They still need to have that, that mentality uh, that we are the defending AL Central champs. We are a good team. 
we are going to go in and we are going to take we're going to take this 19 game stretch and we're going to use it to our advantage. You know, and based on what we've seen, I don't I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't necessarily have the confidence, but I have the hope and it's something that has to happen. Now is the absolute time. It starts on Tuesday night with Michael Kopech on the Hill. Thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked On White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen of the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever uh, you get podcasts. Coming up in the next episode, I'll recap Michael Kopech's out again, hopefully be discussing a White Sox winner. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. Uh, I'm Nick Murawski, and until next time, go Sox.